0: cool thing about this whole thing is you are never a master there is always something you can learn so that's one of the topics that I was talking last week about lifelong learning if you are a learner if you take the role of learner instead of a master then you continuously master your skills My name is Mutagi Khan and you're watching Khan Vision. Khan Vision is a show where I get to ask questions from interesting guests. Today I'm going to be interviewed by Carlo MF Korhonen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Khan Vision. I have a joke that I want to tell. I know it's not very funny, but still, jokes are nice. So, Carlo, you have to be tortured here (laughs) by listening to my joke. Um, So, there was an Englishman in England asking a Bengali guy, which one is more further away, the moon or Mumbai? Mumbai is a city in India. And the Bengali guy said, Mumbai. And the English guy was like, what? How can you say that? So what makes you say that? And he said, well, at least I can see the moon, but I can't see the Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the guy is right in a weird way.
1: Yeah, it's pretty clever.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's clever, but it's interesting. The the answer was interesting. Yeah. Anyway, today we have Carlo Korhonen, one of my friends from high school not high school is that high school yeah yeah sort of a high school yeah and he's going and we're gonna discuss today how we got into the whole podcasting what is the story behind and carlo has carlo is one of those people who is behind my story or our story so introduce yourself carlo
1: oh man Uh, uh first thing i want to say i'm super excited for like what, whatever we're gonna be doing Yeah, and I've been I've been waiting for this moment that we could have this like proper podcast together. Yeah uh, This is like it's it's been a long time coming. I have yeah to say. Yeah, uh, pretty much my, my gratitude. I I feel like that Pictures me better by like, just showing like what I'm grateful for the most right now Yeah, Carla
0: is super humble guy and Carlo will be helping out with producing more quality podcasts. He's going to be the creative director of convision. <laughs>
1: I like that title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: no, no worries. I'll give you titles. I can't pay you right now, but yeah. maybe in the future, let's see yeah. so Carlo, what should we talk about today oh uh, basically we we just decided what we are talking about, yeah. so it's the story behind. Um Well, I have to say that first we were meeting after high school, like three, four, no, five, six, seven, seven years, seven years after high school, yeah. we kind of met up and we were, you know, hanging out and talking about different things and then... We were watching a lot of YouTube videos, yeah, and commentating and and reviewing some videos, like you know, just chatting. Mm. and then an idea
1: came to your mind or my mind. I don't remember which one it was. It was more of like a collective within within our like social circle, yeah, uh, whoever we would hang out with the most as like this, we sort of like end up making a little group mm. um, that we would hang out with,
0: yeah, and there were a lot of creative people, so. Shout out to Kim, the one who makes the beats, <laughs> and he's going to be making new beats as well. You can go and check check out his uh YouTube account and Instagram account. Uh he, he used to hang out with us as well.
1: Yeah, he was part of like the whole the whole like And he and... is
0: kind of part of this con vision but in a in yeah. a different way. So we came up with with a concept that we would do some cooking videos. Mm. and show people how, how to cook easy and good food.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a pretty good idea. Mm. But it's just like the executing was, it just became a bit of a hassle. So the whole thing, mm. it kept getting delayed.
0: Yeah, there were many obstacles, I would say. One mm. of the obstacles was I didn't have any camera. Mm. I did have phone camera, but not like a proper, proper DHLR. Uh, I didn't have, well, I, I did have my laptop, but... I didn't know anything how to do anything at all Mm. and uh, when I bought my camera it still got (laughs) delayed because you know I had no previous experience with a proper camera so I got into photography Mm. so I started taking pictures with my phones and then I started to take pictures with my DHLR I was like, you know what? I paid for this, and it's like, you know, gathering all the dust in the shelves. Mm. I need to do something about this.
1: Yeah, and how you how you got to it was pretty amazing. That, with that, we just start hanging out. We get introduced to this guy, um, Obelixu, um and we just start hanging out, like with him, uh, aside of the guy who who uh, introduced us to him and it was it was really cool that he took us with him to his like photo shoots and that is very important uh,
0: aspect that you just said mm. i just uh, totally forgot so shout out to Obelexi go check his instagram out why uh, yeah so o- Obelexi. yeah and he is one of the inspiring photographers that i known such a humble guy down to earth and we did some crazy stuff. He taught me a lot of photography. And you know the cool thing about him is that he never looked down upon me. He mm. always keep kept inspiring. Like, hey, mm. just keep doing photography, you know, do you don't think what other people, you know, mm. might think. Just as long as you like your photography, that's the most important part. Mm. So he kind of <clears throat> guided me towards this artistic path. Yeah. Right? And, and we did some crazy stuff. So we, uh. we climbed, climbed up a crane. Yeah. It was crazy, man, because I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. And here I am listening to this mentor of mine, <laughs> you know, taking me all the way. It was a beautiful view. Uh. Um, you know, I was a bit scared and, um, it it's a shame that I didn't get good shots. So, <laughs> but it was what it was a yeah. good experience, I have to say so afterwards, you know time passes, you had your own place, yeah. and we were thinking to record the sessions in your place, yeah, but that didn't happen that mm. often, but when it did mm. we did we did that one noodle noodles experiment
1: yeah, noodle chicken with um fried you made chicken a, you made a fried chicken with eggs.
0: Yeah, yeah, fried noodles with eggs and, yeah. and chicken.
1: It was like a, a way of like showing how you can how you can have a healthy diet with a, a small budget, which mm. which is, a, which is a pretty useful.
0: Do you still remember use. that session?
1: Yeah, I still remember.
0: It was quite hard because I didn't know anything about lighting. And even if you look at my first videos, it's um, the quality is totally different. I try to do things in a mm. in a better way each time i do something but yeah man i mean we did we never edited that one out or did we
1: yeah we didn't get to yeah we had we had that problem with the sd card and Mm. it it just it didn't record any of it the stuff or
0: yeah and and the lighting was bad we didn't have any proper lighting Mm. i mean
1: it was improvised those kind of like uh Remember the clipper the the lamps with the clipper, the small ones mm. or you know, just attach it to some corner and try mm. to like I mean we didn't have a lot it. of stuff. we didn't
0: have like a mic uh, like shotgun mic for for the uh, for the camera, you know,
1: yeah, it wasn't like this one it yeah was, and and the
0: other one that you put on top of the DHLR.
1: yeah, that one was like yeah really and poor. and
0: then you know after time passed, I got my own place. Mm. And still I didn't do any production, I was still busy, you know, moving stuff around and, you know, changing jobs and whatnot. Mm. But then one thing happened, once things got a bit of of settled down, Mm. I started making vlogs.
1: Yeah, when the storm settled.
0: Yeah. You remember those vlogs days?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think those were still pretty good episodes.
0: Yeah, I, I still keep them in my hard drive. No way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Just to look back and ponder and reflect, you know, where it all started. And, mm. and there are some of the stuff that kind of worked. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say that they're totally bad, mm. but they need some uh, polishing, I would say.
1: Oh, you could say. But for the first pieces, I, I think. I think it was pretty was pretty great that, where where you were at already then, mm. uh, and that's where like my my like belief in this whole whole project that we would uh, soon develop it just it just increased even more and it, that that made my summer so much more exciting. Mm. I was just excited about um, like what the visions of the future that like based on based on analysis what I've like analyzed in Mm. what I see the future to be like. Mm. So it just like, I just saw like, hey, this guy's kicking this off now. Mm. Um, The only thing I saw was like, we just got to get the projects rolling. Yeah, it's always like this thing that, you know, the steps, you just need to
0: do one at a time. Mm. And the more you wait or have like sort of a gap between the less motivated you are to do it Mm -hmm. so i think that's very important part of the whole thing yeah but how did you when we started to meet you remember when i was in high school i used to go and give speeches in different places
1: yeah back then i actually didn't know that you did that
0: yeah i just started on that you know, when I was 16, 15 years old. Really? Yeah. Wow. I I always, you know, I still remember when I was like seven years old, I had to recite Quran in front of, you know, a massive audience or sing, you know, some kind of Islamic song in this like Muslim gathering thing. So, and I was super nervous, but I got my training from there of public, public speaking and performance overall.
1: Wow yeah <laughs> that's like that's an amazing experience yeah it's I, I it's scary yeah. but
0: once you once you've done it you know you feel awesome you feel alive
1: mm.
0: it's the thing about you know going through an extreme pressure mm. after the pressure it's just you know smooth
1: pressure makes diamonds yeah my diamond
0: anyway <laughs> so, I like <laughs> yeah yeah. so the thing is that people say follow your passion and should be doing things that makes you happy mm. not happy more like fulfills you as yeah. a person makes you into better you know what whatever you are into mm. I I did notice that that I'm into speaking and performing mm. But I didn't know how to pursue that. You mm-hmm. see, there isn't, there is a lot of speakers, but you know, professional speakers, you know, just get ma- paid for speaking. Mm-hmm. There aren't much people like that. Would you agree? Well, Not nowadays, so yeah, nowadays you have, I mean, you have standard comedians and mm-hmm. then you have, you know, ra- artists that sings a song. Mm. politicians who give speeches, mm. teachers or trainers who give training and whatnot, and whatnot, but you don't have like specific role as a speaker. Mm. You, you understand what I'm trying to say here?
1: Yeah, that's not like a... It's not a byproduct of another task.
0: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a part of many tasks or mm. many professions, but it's not a profession itself. Yeah. Unless you're like radio host or something like that so when we were when i was growing up and going through school we had to think about these different you know professions that we need to take Mm. in and speaker is not one of those that they promote Mm. so it was hard for me to navigate and understand and it just knew that i was good at presenting things you know Mm. and um, from my school years i remember that I used to take a lot of Im- improvisation courses yeah or or thea- theater- courses
1: theater courses yeah
0: Whoa. live performance yeah I don't know now that it seems like I was destined to do that, but at the time, mm. I don't know what got me into those courses mm. I was in this one drama that we did uh there were a bunch of dudes just or kids mm and no girls and I dressed myself as a Snow White and we made like a Snow White movie (laughs) but obviously we didn't do all the kissings and whatnot but we made like a parody of Snow White yeah and it was uh, it was very interesting experience and Mm. and I remember like after end of that course we had to play the play in front of our rest of the classmates and they were Mm. they were laughing and you know like (laughs) something about live performance and making the audience react to your things Mm. it just creates this
1: rush how did you feel when they they have like a positive response to your performance
0: i feel like when you're playing a soccer and you score a goal you (laughs) feel the same way (laughs) because you do something that the audience is like paying attention and they want to be entertained the entertainment is the main thing yeah Uh, humor is i think a a very good way to break the ice between the people to break down the tension between peoples
1: yeah there's a there's something about making people laugh and making them putting a smile on their faces it yeah there's some kind of mm-hmm. biological response that comes So
0: it's almost like you are doing a service to a person
1: yeah to to the person and to yourself yeah yeah because you feel great about making another person great mm. so it's like a mutual benefit sort of
0: mm. yeah so after this um, the vlogging session i i think it was you or some other people or a bunch of people were talking about joe rogan podcast and i was Mm. listening to other podcasts Mm. and once i started to listen to joe rogan's podcast and i was like wow this guy is you know doing something really interesting that i could." see myself doing it. And one of the reasons I didn't like the vlog or the idea of the vlogs is because it it felt too artificial. It felt like Mm. I'm acting in front of people.
1: You I know get what you mean.
0: So I was, like, having this crisis that is this being phony? And, you know, I'm, like, showing too much of my par- private life, you know. Mm. I'm showing where I'm going, where I'm eating, mm. you know, what kind of stuff I'm doing. So it, it was a bit of a scary thing to do, you know, mm. to show a lot about your life. And I know, like, uh, some of my friends, they didn't mind to be in the vlogs, but some of them did, mm. you know. And... It raises a lot of questions, okay. but I still, I think I'm still going to have the possibility of making vlogs in the future, still okay. in my mind. They might be different type of, but not daily vlogs, okay. because daily vlogging is, it's not impossible, but it consumes a lot of time
1: yeah it gets it gets tedious when you're doing the same thing all the time i mean in that in that sense that you're you have to every single day it it starts to feel like a chore
0: yeah- well it doesn't have to always, but I feel like you're living in camera more than you're living in real life <laughs> and I think that that is something that bothers me a little bit, yeah you know.
1: Yeah, I can understand that.
0: Yeah, because I think we spend too much time on electronics and all the gadgets uh, overall. So we should focus more on person to person. But Anyway, let's continue in the next clip.
1: How do you react under pressure?
0: Yeah, you're talking about like uh, overall pressure or just in front of the stage?
1: Yeah, like in correlation to like uh, the the performance you had with the class or or with a group that you you did on in that in that theater performance
0: the thing is when i was growing up mm. you know my dad is like imam and he talks he has a lot of you know religious talk you know talks or ceremonies in front of people mm-hmm. and i i grew up watching him performing cuz you know that that is a performing speech is more performing than just the words that you say it's the intent that you have i notice certain things that works you know how the audience reacts to his talk and then i notice certain things that doesn't work Mm -hmm. okay so i make two lists in my head okay things you should do and things you shouldn't do you know things to do and things to avoid Mm -hmm. and then you apply that on yourself and you and every time i see a performance someone talking or having a speech I become very analytical, you know, about the speech because I think speech is really fascinating. You know, some people can fall into sleep by listening to a boring speech or get motivated just by listening to some, just seeing someone talking. Did
1: did I include body language?
0: Yes, body language is very important. Body language shows all about how comfortable you are. And the Mm. fact is that nobody is comfortable in front of hundreds of people. It goes back to the point that there are things you can do and things you can't do. Mm. The things you can control and things you can't control. So focusing on things you can control, you know, one of them, those things are preparing yourself properly, you know, for the speech. Know what you're going to talk. When you realize that okay, these are the things I need to control, and you know, just slowly taking baby steps, and and knowing that you know people who are listening to this or any of uh, any person talking, they don't focus on the mistakes
1: right. unless
0: they are there to point out your mistakes. Mm,
1: that's valuable.
0: Yeah, but I think that's one of the thing about speaking is that people don't really know how nervous you are. Mm. People don't really know how much you are scared unless you tell them, Oh, I'm scared. I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the rookie mistakes. You say, Oh, I didn't prepare myself properly. Why, why do you say that? Does that add any value? You mm-hmm. shouldn't ever say things that doesn't add any value. Be quiet instead of, you know, saying things that doesn't help anyone. You oh,
1: know, yeah, what you say I am, um, becomes who you are.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and,
1: mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, it
0: doesn't help if I say that, Oh, I'm, I'm nervous. Mm. Okay. Good. But you're not here to become nervous. You're here to deliver a point mm. and, and do that. And you can't, you have to fail. Mm. Through failures, you learn. And for me, it's, it's the failures that I learn from. And also by watching other people's mistake, what mm. other people are doing wrong or what other people are doing right. You know, a lot of my editing comes from, you know, other YouTubers that I, check their, you know, how how they do it. And, you know, there are many pages where they tell you, okay, this is the little tricks you can do to make your videos look better and whatnot. And And the cool thing about this whole thing is you are never a master. There is always something you can learn. So that's one of the topics that I was talking last week about lifelong learning. If you are a learner, if you take the role of learner instead of a master, then you continuously... Master your skills,
1: uh, You know. it's it's like um um being an apprentice to many people, yeah, or everyone you come across, you try to like take an apprenticeship and learn from them, yeah that's, like, that's I can't really relate to that
0: yeah and that that's that's the way to forward because we human beings we need to each other to become better, and that's that was one of the reasons I started this podcast as well. I wanted to share some of the experience that I have with, with my mentors and, and my friends that know a lot. I have people who knows how to cook, I learned a lot a lot of stuff from them mm. you know people how to deal with life I know people who know about nutrition I know people who know about fighting I know people who know about computers I know people who know the, knows about religion mm. you know and I connect with these people and I find myself interested in the topic and mm. and it's like a fun time for me I don't I don't look at it as you know it's a it's a job or mm or you know i I must do this it's more like oh i like to do this
1: it's like um like uh, sharing passion yeah with people so it's like you're exchanging you're exchanging what you know and they're exchanging a lot about what they know as well yeah that's pretty cool do you care about what people think
0: of course i do anyone who says that they don't care what people think about you Mm. you know i would like to say that i don't care but i actually do care a lot Mm. I think you care a lot what people do, you know, say. the reason why the reasons why we take shower, brush our teeth and, you know, dress Mm. nicely is just to so that people can appreciate us. And, you know, they look, Mm. you know, at least they don't have anything negative to say about us. Mm. But I do look at the points that people are trying to make. Mm. So if someone criticizes my videos or my podcasts, okay the sound and lighting uh, lighting is not right i take that feedback because it's mm. true you know i'm not mastering that but mm. if someone says oh uses the n word or you know say something bad about me that isn't true or mm. about my skin color then you know I, there's no point taking that in because i i didn't choose my skin color i didn't chose this name mm. i did chose convision though because <laughs> it's an awesome name yeah but it's- but it's, you know, like my name and all this stuff i didn't you know it's it's out of my control
1: mm. yeah that's that's very reasonable mm. uh, you, you can't if you can't change it, then why focus on it? Have you ever experienced depression?
0: yeah, yeah, I have actually you know, mm. and I think depression is one of those things that there are different levels to it. And there was this one time that I was super depressed. Mm. I had a gig at at, at a working, oh, uh, you know, like I was working at one place, and they promised me that I can work there for a longer time, and it was actually pretty good. But I didn't mm. get to work there, and it for where was it? Uh, I don't want to mention the places <laughs> and stuff, but you know, it's it's um, it was an IT company and. Mm management issues or something. But anyway, long, sto- long story short, I didn't get the gig. Mm. So I was just there for the trial per- period. And it was really depressing mm. because I started to question my own skills. Mm. And And my foreman in that place, they said, hey, it has nothing to do with you. It's, it's like our company doesn't need anyone right now. Mm. So it's it still, you know, even if they say that, it still gets to you. Mm. And I remember I wasn't doing anything. I was just eating junk food and mm. watching series and whatnot. Feeling rejected. Yeah, feeling mm. rejected exactly. That's that's how you can describe that. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, there was this one day, I was watching and listening to David Goggins, you know, podcast and Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. David Goggins was talking about um, how he got through in life Mm. then i was like you know what this guy runs every day and he's such you know full of he's expecting troubles and he's expecting you know the life to kick Mm. you know shit out of him but still he gets up and you know he fights Mm. he doesn't quit even if he goes down he goes like a, down like a fighter you mm-hmm. know and then i was like you know what i want to be a fighter i don't want to be afraid of anything i don't want to be afraid of mm-hmm. you know i list things down what i was afraid of i was afraid of become being broke i was afraid of you know not having faith mm-hmm. in anything i was afraid of becoming a negative person i was afraid mm-hmm. of becoming you know like obese and whatnot Mm. so I started to list things down that bothers me then I was like listing solutions for that okay in order to not becoming broke you know not to become a broke you need to work in order to you know stay fit you need to exercise in order to become a man of faith then you need to exercise your faith you know Mm. in order to you know so I wanted to I, I started to write things down and I think that helps me a lot you know it gives me clarity where to go and what is bothering me so i did that and i promised myself that i will run every single day or exercise every single day i will take no day off As long as I didn't get a job because I didn't, because I didn't have anything else to do. Mm. I started a podcast and I was, you know, exercising, exercising and doing stuff, you know, Mm.
1: filling up your life with with something at least. Yeah.
0: Like they say, I don't mind this devil's playground. Uh, And we, we waste a lot of time. I was like, Hey, I'm not there where I want to be, but I will never be there where I want to be Mm. if. I don't start to get my act right and mm. start to do things that needs to be done for me to get where I want to be. That's true. I think, the thing you know, what helped me the most is exercising in depression. Exercising, get things together, you know, clean the place where you are. Mm. You know, cle- cleaning things gives you clarity.
1: Mm.
0: Exercise gives you a clarity of mind. Mm. You know, these things... Do things, then you have less time to worry. The more you worry, the bigger your you know depression becomes.
1: Uh, that re- that reminded me of this one this one mantra that I would have because of my my muscle condition. Mm. I, I have this like muscular dystrophy. Mm. Um, it has to do with like muscle weakness, and mm. when it's cold, then I feel like pain in the bones and the knees mostly, mm. and then sort of like radiates through the bones. Mm. Uh, so I, I my way of like dealing through that was through meditation and I would mantra as in the body so in the mind as in the mind so in the body uh, to to remind myself that however my body works my mind is always in control uh, uh. and that neuro- neurology because it's it's considered as a neurological condition Mm. so each each summer every year i have this like um we go through uh how i've been doing and Mm. and how it's is it progressing or is it is it uh degenerative so so i i sort of like connected that as that the mind controls the body the body controls the mind
0: Mm. That that is true. I mean, you have to keep your mind busy. You have to, and if you don't have anything to keep your mind busy, then keep your body busy. You know, Mm. work work out, and and you know that's the way to it. You know.
1: Yeah, I I think I think what helped me there mostly was. There's that saying that if you hang out with with five people, Mm. you become the sixth so i i sort of your
0: average of your five closest friend yeah i think yeah Yeah, exactly
1: Uh, that's actually actually a more uh more accurate description Mm. Uh, i i sort of like use that philosophy by spending more time around friends that worked out Mm. and stayed had different ways of staying fit Mm. so so it sort of like gave this uh Sort of like a live gym motivation.
0: Yeah, that's and, and that's how you get any kind of motivation overall.
1: Did you have anyone by your side during... Because uh, everyone who has depression in their life, mm. who's like a, a high-performance um, type of person, expects a lot from themselves, they, they go through cycles of depression. Mm. So it, it comes back every now and then. Mm. Who helped you in your life to shorten the the length of of your depression periods
0: there there are many good people around me you know
1: you're one of them and and then there is a
0: lot of other (laughs) other people Uh, i'm not going to mention names you know some of them they don't probably want their name to be mentioned but i think there are different people for different kind of stuff and i ask different advices from different people Mm. okay so someone who's a good fighter i'll ask you know advice about fighting Mm. or someone who's a good bodybuilder I ask him about you know training so yeah I I would say my my parents they're always being very supportive you know and I always I feel privileged that I I can always go to my parents house and you know just get peace of mind in there Mm. and um, yeah but but the thing is I think the most important thing is that you need to have good people around you and they help you to get get better or you know get rid of depression mm. but if you don't fight it yourself it starts with yourself mm. even if you have everything laid out for you but you're not willing to do anything about it mm. then nothing's gonna happen so you have to kind of rely on yourself you know mm. and it i think yeah and i think a deep reflection that hey i need to push now otherwise i'm gonna be crushed mm. you know like yeah. a rock coming towards your head you can just Worry about it and let it come closer to your head, mm. or you can just snap out of it and say, "Hey, get
1: get out of here and yeah. and, and move on." Like Indiana Jones with that that cave scene, yeah. <laughs> you're like running away. <laughs> uh, if you fall, you're gonna get crushed. If you if you don't get up, you're gonna get crushed. Mm. Uh, that's that was a good example. <laughs>
0: yeah, you need good Morocco. people around you, but it starts with yourself. And there are some people that didn't have anyone, but they had themselves. Mm. So, you know, any kind of exercise where you can or any kind of activity that helps you to bring self-esteem, is, it's a good thing. And doing more things, mm. you start to associate that, hey, I can do things, you know, and you can you start to associate that, hey, I know how to edit videos. I know how to, you know, edit pictures. I know this and that. Mm-hmm. So indulge yourself. With the craft, any kind of craft, it gives you, it gives you a confidence. It it gives you an identity to yourself, and you know, we human beings. One of the scariest thing is that if we die without an identity, mm. that scares us us all. Mm. That's why we indulge in different kind of activities. I think one of the reasons
1: why we indulge. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, you know, I just flashed in my mind the idea that we can we can put all this into one word the solution Mm. to depression Mm. uh the solution to depression progression
0: progression exactly just keep working on that you'll get the fire one day
1: don't be depressed be progressed (laughs) yeah but i i have
0: to say that we ain't no medical professionals Mm. So I'm just saying what works for me. Carlo is saying what's worked for him. Yeah, you know Maybe so, some of this might help you but you know, maybe some other people are having harder issues to deal
1: with mm. sharing sharing our, our perspective about mm. how how we see life and what helps us I get through get through hard times and mm. and, and Like leap over challenges. Mm. What's the thing that really drives? um us to to succeed in anything mm. we're doing. That's very important for for people to to hear such things. Even though it's all over YouTube, people aren't necessarily not many are necessarily looking for it. But mm. that's that's something we can't say. Uh, have you had any regret in your life, or do you have any right no. now? I have had many regrets
0: in my life. Some are bigger than others, mm. but I don't I don't believe that. It helps to dwell on those regrets. What has happened has happened. You can't do anything about it. Move on. Mm. You know, like I said, and this is a constant theme that I've been saying, there are things you can control and things you can't control. Mm. What you have done, you can't control that. But what you will be doing, you can control that. So focus your energy on that Mm. because it helps you (laughs) in in the future. But, you know, Mm. um, if you've done a mistake, you know, yeah. You know, sleep over it, regret it, mm. and then move on. Don't think too much about it because mm. it will mess you up. That's you previously, and you mm. can be better and learn from that rather than mm. you know blame others or yourself. Don't become a victim. Mm. Victimhood doesn't help you anywhere. You know, you just become a bitter person and you start to hate everyone. Yeah, you know? I, I, that's I think what that's
1: the uh, that's the biggest issue we have in. At least according to everything that I've seen in my life and what I'm seeing now, what I've been analyzing, just my, my personal point of view is that that's the biggest issue people are having in this world. Why there's people depressed, why there's like these, all these different movements. It's like a, it's like a reaction to what they've been through in their lives and, um, everything we have now in this time. It, makes the reaction so much more different Mm. we know a lot more we're not we're not as blissful as as like in the past it was possible to be Mm, mm. you have the internet you can see everything online Mm. you see all the bad stuff you see all the good stuff yeah yeah and and it all
0: affects you whatever you see it affects you yeah positively
1: or negatively yeah Yeah, because of like struggling with like trying to get along with family those Mm, kind of mm. those kind of people that might have had like a bit of a bumpy step with family Mm. usually have this that they start they start feeling sorry for themselves and start gravitating towards the negative Mm, and mm. that just pushes you more in that direction. It's it's sort of like the opposite of uh, like what we've been talking about now.
0: Mm.
1: It's the opposite of where we've been going. If you steer towards goodness, things will become better. If you steer towards bad, things will become worse.
0: As mm. simple as that, but it's hard to
1: see when you're depressed. You know, yeah. things are things are hard yeah we sort of get amnesia from that Mm. is there you really hold as important in your life
0: yeah of course
1: i mean how many people do you have that are the the closest to you that know you inside out sort of like let's say because usually people have these friends can have these friendships where they they sort of just know the friend inside out uh do you have like a family member or uh yeah someone who knows you inside out yeah
0: i think from my family my younger brother and i will bring him to this podcast in the future my younger brother is definitely one of those people who knows and my cousin zubair who who has been Mm -hmm. in the podcast talking about ufc it's in those are the closest amongst my family Mm -hmm. i feel the most closest Uh, zubair is like brother to me i don't even look at him as a cousin Mm -hmm. And then I have other other people. I used to live with this one guy, mm. uh, and then I have one of my neighbors. He's been on this podcast as well. Mm. You know, you know, you are one of those people. That's and then nice. then I have other people that I can't, you know, mention their names. They don't want their names to be mentioned. Mm. But yeah, uh, those are the people that knows a lot about me. Oh yeah, some of them will show in the, you know, will come to this show, and some of them won't. Mm. But I will try to get them all here
1: yeah, These are the people that really help us through Through all our hard times And, mm. and try to understand us And guide us through the storm mm. Because they, they care And sometimes we can't We can't really see how much someone cares mm. Because it's, it's really difficult to show When someone's having a hard time That's true Is there an item or Some kind of prize possession You... Really value, uh, the one item, sort of like the, the most close person you've had, the the item you value the most. So you,
0: some something that someone else gave me, or some w- which is the most important item. Something
1: from. either you got or that you you have sentimental value for.
0: Yeah, I think I think my laptop is one of those. You know, mm. and I'm going to buy a new one, but. Even if this laptop is broken, I think I'll just frame it and put it in the wall because it's it's been through a lot. This is my first laptop I ever bought, oh. you know, and I, I've done so many works. I've I done my thesis on this. I've done video editing with this. So I think this lap, laptop laptop defines me in a
1: weird way. That's amazing. <laughs> I can kind of see that. Yeah. Like all the stickers, it it just shows where you've been. And um, what what kind of places you've been around mm. really like makes the laptop? They always get attention because mm-hmm. of the stickers. You you really know how to articulate something with um, a sort of like uh, artisticness to it. I th- I think that everything is art. You know, it's
0: just the way you do it. It becomes an art. Mm. You can do it the boring way, or you can do it the interesting way, and that's what we call art. Uh, <laughs> and plus, big. I've been, I've been, you know, representing different organizations in different places, so I need to kind of know how to answer in the effective way that everyone gets
1: most out of it. Mm. Like my mother always says, "Think big or go home." <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. What's your motto in life, and or philosophy? Philosophy in life, uh,
0: the, there are a bunch of philosophies, but when it comes to the work, you know, try as hard as you can. Is there, always keep asking, asking yourself, is there any way better to do this? Is there any better way of doing something? Prepare yourself as much as you can, because the more you prepare yourself, the more advantage you have. I think those are like when it comes to my work ethic then you know always be real you know don't be fake mm-hmm. be yourself even if it's cost going to cost something you know, <laughs> you know but it, there is no point of being not you you yeah. know that's that's sad if you lived a life that you didn't even want to live yeah and then avoid drama there are people that just want the reaction out of you yeah just avoid it you know mm. it doesn't it's not worth of your time. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And and live in the present moment. And try to create value
1: to as many people as as possible. Mine, mine is quite short. I only have two sentences on it. Mm. It's it's sort of like that that meditation mantra. Mm. I seek, I see, I see, I seek. So that sort of like drives me, and I just want to I just want to stay and be that.
0: Constantly hungry.
1: Yeah, I I try to find like really short terms for for many things that Mm. like uh, One sentence can mean many things to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean You like deep insights to things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I really like those kind of like deep things and philosophies Mm. Uh, That's that's why we're friends basically man. Yeah, Uh,
0: that's what keeps our friendship going on.
1: Yeah, that was pretty much my (laughs) biggest question about about the model, because I was very curious about mm. how what what's your model in life? What do you see for a future? What can you tell the the audience? side? um, what's it? What's in store for Mutagi Khan in the coming future?
0: Khan future, Khan vision, Khan future. <laughs> Maybe I should start another show called Khan future. Uh, what's the Khan vision? <sighs> outside I... of what you're showing right now. Well, the show. I hope it increases value in people's life. I hope I'm worth of their time. Mm. You know, that I always keep that in my mind. I know that I don't deserve any following, but I try to deserve some following. You know, I try to make myself relevant and useful. Mm. I really appreciate, you know, people who are following and watching the show. I want to make it more interesting, bring, you know, more... Different kind of guests, people that I don't really know. Now I'm still bringing some people from my network, you know, but I like in the future, I want to bring people that I know, don't know. I want to, you know, be part of something positive, you know,
1: step out of your comfort zone.
0: Yeah. And I want to bring, you know, I think the news and everything, the media is kind of negative. It's because Mm -hmm. one of the reason is because we react to negative things more emotionally Mm. You know, so I want to bring a positive media, you know, that's like my vision Mm. is to bring positiveness out in the media industry industry.
1: That's very inspiring. I think I think you're going to succeed like you keep and keep me this up and it's gonna
0: yeah and 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 the whole thing is if I improve myself and I show other people how to improve themselves mm-hmm. or they can learn something then together we become more stronger and you know the whole society becomes more stronger and more relevant
1: yeah they'll build, build a future that you want to see yeah that's very nice like uh, now, now we live in a good time that you you have, we have the opportunity to to reach more people, um, as as human beings. So mm. it's good to utilize that connection. I really appreciate having this talk and getting this chance to like uh, do our first uh, podcast episode together. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting for about three years for this moment.
0: Yeah, man, it finally happened. Yeah, and welcome aboard. You know. Carlo Corjon and he will be editing these videos. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be part of the editing process as well. Mm. But Carlo has um, you know, interest in this and he's the new creative producer of Convision. Mm. You're you're like the young Jamie in the <laughs> in the Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. So let's see, and and you know, one of the things that is gonna happen in the future is yeah. we're gonna make everything as uh, you know as good as possible and and continuously invest on this stuff so the setup the intro everything is going to change hey good to have you on board yeah thanks man i appreciate that and if you like this show make sure that you give the thumbs up and subscribe to this youtube channel more podcast is coming on the way you know how it is con vision style